This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. Nerd Wallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation. Find your next credit card or loan for a big purchase and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors. It's time for Laurie and Lynn. Local talk to start your weekend right. And now, Laurie and Lynn on WILK. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. As doing this, it's a very lovely day, um, and it's in the fifties, and it's nice. <laughs> I love it. It's not what's yeah. supposed to be in March, the but next, and the next two days promise to be a little yucky. But what are we going to do? Take the good nothing. Out of it. Yeah, and so we start. What do we call this? Uh, is this meteorological spring? I think uh, so. March, April, May. Yes. I'll pick any so, spring. Any- uh, so as long as somebody calls it spring. <laughs> there we go. Yay. Spring is here. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's good. But I have to say uh, to my friends who are of Welsh descent, as we're recording this on Thursday, yesterday, Wednesday, was March 1st, and... That is St. David's Day. So St. David was the the patron saint of Wales. I don't know what his claim to fame was or why he was sainted. But uh, it's one of those days that those of us who have the Welsh heritage think of um, the people. It's just interesting to me that Patrick and I are watching The Crown on Netflix. And one of the recent ones in this last season was about an event that happened in Wales where there was uh, some kind of a natural disaster and one of the mines uh, either flooded or something happened but this torrent of mud and whatever came down onto uh, a school in, in Wales and killed 51 children and it was it just uh, so so such a stark reality of the life that these people lived when they were in the mines and how hard it was to do the work they did and how callous a lot of the government was to the issues that surrounded the miners 
as why so many of them fled Wales and came to this country because they knew that the situation was the same with the anthracite mines, but still they believed that there was a better opportunity in this country. And into the 1950s, northeastern Pennsylvania had the largest population of people of Welsh descent in the country. And they referred to this area, you know, as a, uh, an area where people of Welsh descent would find a home. And they started what was called the St. David's Society. Right, which right, is right. something that's like St. Patrick's Day is the equivalent um, of that later this month. But uh, for March 1st, they decided that they would have this dinner every year. And people who joined the St. David Society would attend the dinner and they would sometimes sing songs in Welsh and have speakers who would speak in Welsh. And it became a thing. But, of course, as subsequent generations evolved, including me, we didn't have the purebred Welsh background. And so there was some kind of a dissociation with people who were from Wales because it's like, well, what's the big whoop? You know, like it's, nobody cares. So the problem is every time I see the picture, um, and usually in the Sunday paper, of those who attended the St. David's Day, the St. David's yeah. Society dinner, yeah. they all are people in their, in their 80s. And there are no younger people there, rarely. So I kind of think that it's one of those things like it's true of a lot of ethnic groups in our area. It at one point was very strong. There were Ukrainians, and of course they are very strong for an obvious reason. But they're German, um, and every time they have an event, they invite whoever the current president is of these other societies. I, know. I don't know if you've noticed that. So Yeah, of course. But I just wonder how many are going to continue to uh, survive. Because no, no. there just aren't any more. But anyway, happy St. David's Day to those of us who celebrated it. There you go. Well, um, <clears throat> and yes, pretty soon we'll be st patrick's day and the dinners are happening on the 18th of this month and opposed to the 17th um both the men's and the society of irish women and um so judy price is going to be the MC for this year and she's a doll and she does a great yeah. job she's done it before and um it's all good um so um i can't think of the woman's first name she's a walsh from um <clears throat> the up valley and uh i don't i don't have her first name in front of me but um she's going to be the speaker now you have to remember there's been a hold now with the society for the last three years because we have not had a dinner since 2019 mm -hmm. so that'll be good it's at the radisson and i just dropped off all my paperwork and my dinner 
table, my, I'm a table captain, so, and a founding member, one of the founding members. And um, we uh, will have a nice table and it'll be a good time. But, um, so that was just in the other day, Judy's um, announcement with Miss um, Walsh, who is their mm-hmm. um, keynote speaker. So, um, also, today, there's also uh, National Women's History Month, March. Yeah. So, yeah, so we'll be making sure that we bring up stories about women uh, who've been in the history of this country that, for the most part, have been underneath the radar. Uh, not necessarily because anybody chose to do that, but just because it wasn't the thing to do at the time. Um, the 1800s, 1900s, uh, any accomplishments from women were rarely talked about uh, because it just wasn't the thing to do. You know, that's how it was. But um, I want to make sure that that in the subsequent three or four weeks we have of this month, we'll bring up some stories of some women who've done some pretty cool things that a lot of people don't recognize have ever been done and we at the commission for women the lackawanna county commission for women do a bookmark contest for seventh grade the letters and the information go out to all seventh grade teachers in this in both parochial public charter cyber they all get a note for um their kids to participate um and then we do a selection they do a bookmark on a and a person living or deceased we keep it to lackawanna county that they want to write about and they have to draw their picture and then write a little um um, you know story about them and then we pick them and there's six winners and then their bookmarks are printed and laminated and then put in all lackawanna county libraries which is Mm, kind of neat great yeah Mm -hmm. so that is that be happening and then we meet on we'll meet on the 30th of march and with the commissioners and the kids will meet the commissioners and we'll be in their office and their in their boardroom and make that announcement so if you're listening and you know teachers uh in the seventh grade who who teach seventh grade who might have their child their children from the school do some work we get a lot of um uh submissions from west scranton intermediate which is great and that's always a fun thing um they never fail they always present so that's a good thing so we'd like to encourage anyone out there a nice little thing to do and it's funny when you um see who the kids pick um you know and why to what they think and you know you wonder if it's just them or if they their parents said hey what about this woman and, you know, from both the, uh, 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 the boys and the girls to do this, it's really interesting to see what they say. And then what we try to do is, if we can, if that person is available, we will invite them to come to the bookmark contest and they can meet the person. And, you know, they, they usually don't know them, so to meet them in person is kind of neat, too. So we do that mm-hmm. in the end month so um that that we're looking forward to that's always a fun one for the kids and it's it's amazing to see the work that they put into it speaking of women's history mom so yeah kind of cool but yeah we will talk about that and um 
the work of so many women. When I when I hear things and you think this woman did that or that woman did that, and you didn't know about it. Like even my grandmother, and I've talked about this before, but my grandma Cadden, when my grandpa died, she had seven children she, from the ages of 11 to 6 months. And he had an ice business. And my grandma ran his ice business for after he passed until she sold it while raising seven children in a little house in Westside. So, wow. you know, they're, they're, Things, those things are amazing when you when you look at that and how what women have done and um, yeah it's, it's it's a lot. And speaking of seven children, it leads me into my next um, conversation, Lynn. I um, this week one of um, Bridget Sirachi, who was um, one of she was our next door neighbor growing up, her family uh, next to ours, and they were younger than all of us, all of the children. Uh, there were seven of them. Ellen and Frank Sirachi had seven beautiful children. And their second oldest, Bridget, uh, passed away last week unexpectedly. And so um, Tuesday night I went to the viewing at the Carney Funeral Home in West Scranton. And uh, it, to see these kids and, and having not seen a lot of them, and it was just so heartbreaking um, just to be there and, and have them have to go through, you know, a mother and a father and their and their mom, both Ellen's mom and Frank's mom are still living. Uh, Mrs. Murtaugh and Frank Sirachi's mom, uh, Gloria, and they call her Gigi. It, it's amazing to, to, to that they have to witness and be part of a, a grandchild. Um, at the age of 47. But I just want to say that Bridget Sirachi was one of the sweetest, kindest. She was a school teacher at Abington. She was the sweetest person in the world, and uh, so are all her siblings. I absolutely love them. They're like my, my own family, um, to the point where Susie Sirachi was my mother and father's goddaughter. That's how close our family mm. were. And um, mm -hmm. so it's just thinking of them and wishing the Sirachis um, so much um, peace come going forward, but just to know that they're a great family. We were thrilled and privileged to be, um, you know, live next door, and just my heart goes out to them. And Frank said to me, her dad, when we were in the, the line, he said, Laura, I have to tell you that my, because Frank and Ellen are no longer together, and he said, my wife, Catherine, listens to your show all the time. I said, she does? <laughs> he said, yes, she does. So I said, well, I'm going to give her a big shout out. I said, "What is her? Do you go? Does she go by Catherine?" He said, "Yes." So, hello and big shout out to Catherine Sirachi. She listens, and um, again, it's it's just a heartbreak what everyone has had to go through. But um, wonderful family did a wonderful job with those children, and uh, I just hope they stay strong. So, and on that note. We are going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. You're listening to The Laurie and Lynn Show. Hi, this is Nancy Kamen from WILK's Morning News, and I know Laurie Cadden. A lot of people know Laurie Cadden. And more importantly, Laurie Cadden knows a lot of people. Laurie Cadden Enterprises specializes in fundraising, public relations, and special events. Laurie Cadden can take your business or organization to the next level. This isn't something that you learn about in a book. Heck, it can't even be taught. Laurie Cadden lives it. 
She knows how to work a crowd, open doors, and build and nurture relationships. With Laurie Cadden Enterprises, you get, ta-da, Laurie Cadden and her 20-plus years of experience. Call Laurie today at 357-8399, 357-8399, or email Laurie, Laurie, L-A-U-R-I-E, at lauriecadden.com, L-A-U-R-I-E-C-A-D-D-E-N.com. Laurie Cadden Enterprises, because it is who you know. I'm Dr. Nicole Denova. Since VREC opened its doors in 2010, we've treated over 30,000 patients, including the puppy whose curiosity led him to a porcupine and the police canine who was just doing his job. VREC is located at 318 Northern Boulevard in Clark Summit and is open 24-7 for your pet peace of mind. To learn more about us, visit VRECPA.com or call 570-587-7777. It's Saturday morning with Lori and Lynn. Now, back to Lori and Lynn. Hi, we're back. My name is Lynn Evans. I am a certified financial planner and managing director of a company, for a company, called Women of Substance, LLC. That's a financial planning firm that's devoted specifically to the needs of baby boomer women. And I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And this is a <laughs> it's a kind of a off the wall thing, but you know one of my favorite spots. I love to go to uh, a website called the Ethel, which is a uh, an offshoot of uh, AARP, and it's a it's a site that has a lot of very interesting articles that are written for. Uh, older women, I guess, for lack of a better term, under the uh, categories of ageism, health, lifestyle, fulfillment, relationships, and work and money. And this one I found under fulfillment. And I thought it was, it was really, it was an interesting way to approach life. Let's put it that way. It was written by a woman named Leslie Morgan Steiner. And this was written in the middle of January of this year. And she said the name of the the title of this article is Skip the Empty New Year's Resolutions and Vow for Lifelong Change. She said Rachel Yehuda was 57 when she left Manhattan for burning Man, the eight-day radical self-expression celebration in the windswept Nevada desert that attracts 80,000 each summer. Now, I don't know about you, but I've never heard about this. Um, Burning man. Okay. So she says, you get to an age when you think you've lived most of your life. She's a professor, this Yehuda woman, is a professor of psychiatry and neuroscience at the Mount Sinai Icon School of Medicine. That mindset can inhibit you from living, but that perspective couldn't be more wrong. The new year is a classic time to evaluate your life and the mindset Dr. Yehuda advocates. And... If our goal is to contemplate 2020's triumphs and disasters, 
take action to slow down, get healthier, and better our lives. Why do many folks descend on Times Square and obliterate themselves amidst boozy strangers? Even with the COVID restrictions of December 2021, some 58,000 revelers still packed the streets to watch the crystal-faceted 11,875-pound ball make its historic drop. Millions of people sit there watching the spectacle fresh from their own alcohol-drenched parties and wake up January 1st with headaches and self-loathing. What's reinvigorating about that? Even if you skip the festivities and resolving hangovers, typical resolutions are fleeting and usually don't come through. Do you truly want to change your lifestyle, your relationships, yourself? If so, how can you bypass empty New Year's resolutions and find real metamorphosis? Well, her answer to this is many-fold. First, set aside a few hours or a day to stop everything. Now, that in and of itself is virtually impossible in my world. But that's what she said. My fantasy is that New Year's Day is designated as a national holiday with 24 hours of mandatory silence, as if all 331 million-plus citizens of the United States were on a silent monk retreat. (laughs) This, instead of screaming too loudly and drinking too much and too often ending up sick. A typical retreat is quiet, unstructured, and what is uncovered is unexpected. It's a journey into oneself. Thomas Merton, an exceptionally wise monk, advised to entertain silence in the heart and listen to the voice of God to pray for your own discovery. Next, look for happiness. For the past 33 years, Sonia, and I cannot even pronounce this last name, so I'm calling her Sonia Lubo. All right, Sonia Lubo has studied happiness at Harvard, Stanford, and the University of California. Currently a distinguished professor at the University of California and the author of The How of Happiness, Lubo believes the key to change is seeking internal happiness. Her research points to a realization that happiness comes from two sources, gratitude and connection. Notice it's not from golf, Botox, or a house in the Hamptons. Happiness is an inside job, she told me. As we grow older, we naturally start to focus more on what we don't have and to take our accomplishments for granted. Don't. Cultivate a daily practice of appreciating your family, your work, the goals you've achieved. That positive energy will fuel the second happiness driver, connection. Before I go any further, I remember I was reading um, in the last couple days some stories about uh, women who have been successful 
in business. And this one woman very clearly said that she lives her life from a, a point of gratitude. And she's grateful for everything that is in her life. And that's what she keeps reminding herself about. And she said, the more I see what it is I have that I'm grateful for, the more abundance comes into my life. Because being grateful opens up the doors for an unlimited amount of abundance. Now, that's really, that's a hard thing to do. Especially when confronted, if you're owning your own business, as you well know, um, you're confronted with... Um, uh, financial crunches and and deadlines and and the kinds of things that make you stay up at night. But apparently this woman finds a way to reverse all that and, and stay in a sense of gratitude for the things that she does have. And miraculously, the abundance follows. I don't think that's too far off, but I don't think any of us were ever taught to do that. I was working with a, a coach a couple of years ago. This was pre-COVID. And I remember it because of the fact that one of the things that she wanted me to do, and I don't do it as religiously as I did, but I still do it occasionally, is to keep a gratitude journal. Yeah. And in the morning when I go downstairs and, you know, after I feed the cats and they're out of my way. I sit down and open up that journal and what she said is just look at the clock and for five minutes just write on a clean sheet of paper anything and everything you're grateful for. Even if it's the fact that the plants are green or the sky is blue. Whatever it is something as simple as that or something that really lights a fire in you. Just keep writing for five minutes. And set an alarm, and at the end of the five minutes, you're done. And I have to say that when I do that, it really does alter the, the, the way I see life from that point forward. It gives me a kind of a refresh button, and, and it really does make a difference. So I have to agree, gratitude and connection, big, big difference for happiness. Well, and I mean, that's been said a long time ago when Oprah was on and she had all these, this woman who writes a gratitude journal and she sold them and she, Oprah pushed that and that, that's true. But you know, that old line that, you know, gratitude is the, the attitude and, and I think you have to do it. I don't, I just don't think it's always something that is foremost in the minds of people, regardless of maybe when you're in the moment, you're reflecting on it. But I think it, it would be easier, it would be better if we could, if things start going crazy, is to bring yourself back to how you felt when you really did stay within the, the, the mindful way of feeling grateful when you, when you uh, were taking that time in the morning. Do you know what I mean? It kind yeah. of drunk. Yeah during the day because not everybody is doing that because life happens and this happens. But I think when you get focused like that is just to stop and think about it because that it definitely, definitely works. It's, it's, it does. 
I, and the I other thing, think... the other thing I love to do is go back and look in the journal and read the things that I was grateful for, because you yeah. forget. You know, it's... it's just you forget that those things meant something to you, and there's really no way to remember them except by those little memory joggers that you go back even two months or three months or a year. And you see some things that, oh, I forgot about that. That was so great. I, and it just, it does help to just shift your mind and your thinking into being in the moment and, and really feeling like your life is really pretty damn good. Well, and the mindful part of it, that's the most important. Yeah. I, I find that true even with my own, like my own bike, you know, my exercise. I have a... Yeah. A little journal that I keep in my family room and it's just one day lines is really what you're supposed to do but I use it as a bike journal so I put in there how what I did and if I don't do it I I write no exercise and I try to what happens is when I write in I look forward to doing it next and looking back on the week and saying oh god I got you know last week I got all these days in and this week I got this it, 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 it's something you can go back and reflect on and that that's sort of the same thing when I write what I did in there I'm grateful that a I did it b I'm yeah. able to do it and c yeah. that I can look at it and think it was not something I dreaded doing you know mm-hmm. it was important to do it so any of those kind of things yeah that that's true Lynn it's very true so that but we talk about that all the time with the mindful way of um just being thoughtful and that's that's what you have to do for a lot of this stuff but well anyway at least now we solved the world's problems with that didn't we no we didn't we got more. We got more. I think what we'll do is we'll just take a little quick break, and we'll yeah, come back and finish this. There's more fun things in here. So oh. we'll be right back. You're listening to the Laurie and Lynn Show. Stay tuned. Hi, my name is Lynn S. Evans, CFP, co-host of The Laurie and Lynn Show. I am the managing director of a new business, Women of Substance, LLC, a financial planning firm dedicated to the specific financial needs of baby boomer women. I help them navigate through widowhood, retirement, divorce, and job loss. Send me an email at lynn at lynnsevans.com and let me know how I can help you. I'm also the host of a podcast, Power of the Purse, available on more than 30 sites, including iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. We record these lively conversations with women who've been there and have great advice to give others so they don't go down the same dark holes. And we feature some experts who share some great ideas to be prepared before you have to face these transitions. And we have a whole lot of fun. Please don't let the fear of not knowing about personal finances stop you anymore. I am here to take the confusion and mystery out of money. Go to my website, lynnsevans.com, and see how we can set up a time to talk or browse around the many blogs and other free info on the site. Remember, money's not the enemy. Your ignorance of it is. Business Banking at Fidelity. We have a great relationship with Fidelity. They're like family with us. They're right next door to my business. If there's ever a problem just one phone call. I don't even have to go to them. They come to me. It's great. 
I love being in the business. This was meant for me. We're very busy. I'm running every day, and I love to stay busy. So that's why I need a bank that's going to be there for me when I need them. Back in 2006, we were having a problem with our lease in our other building. We were looking for a place to go. We stumbled upon this, this location. It's right in the heart of downtown, right in the, the middle of the city, and it happened to be right next to Fidelity Bank. They went out of their way for us to get this building. It was wonderful, and it's been a great relationship ever since. I have a business line of credit with Fidelity that gives me buying power. My credit card machine runs through Fidelity, my checking account, uh, my payroll taxes. They take care of it all for me. I bank with Fidelity, don't you? Member FDIC. Here's Lori and Lynn. Hi, we're back. My name is Lynn Evans, and I am certified financial planner, and I'm also uh, managing director of a company called Women of Substance, LLC. That's a financial planning firm that's devoted specifically to the needs of baby boomer women. And I'm Laurie Cadney, owner of Laurie Cadney Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And before the break, we were talking about an article that was uh, available on the Ethel, which is a website from AARP, called Skip the Empty New Year's Resolutions and Vow for Lifelong Change. It was written by a woman named Leslie Morgan Steiner. We talked about a couple things that she mentioned that she thought were really good to help with, uh, generally speaking, developing a life that's fun and worth living, I guess. But she starts with the, uh, she's not start, she develops this into some ideas of how we can enrich our lives. And she says that um, happiness comes from two sources, gratitude and connection. And we just talked at length about gratitude and how we express that. But the second piece of it is interesting because I think that without connection, it is one of the places where a lot of people go south. And, and, I, and I think her point here is that connection does not have to be what most people think of immediate family because it's not necessarily immediate family that is, is your connection, your relationships that, that are supportive. For a lot of people, family is a destructive relationship. So it's not necessarily that, but it's just having connections with others. That's the key. And she said that the the data of this uh, doctor, I'm calling you Lubo because I can't pronounce her last name. Uh, It shows that feelings of connection lead to happiness and vice versa. For some, connection comes with our kids our spouse, our oldest friends, our choir group at temple or church. For others, it's devoting ourselves to a cause, a political Mm -hmm. goal, improving the local park, improving the health of our planet. And though it's often more difficult to forge new connections as we age, there are plenty of new relationships to be formed in offerings such as continuing education classes, travel groups, and hiking clubs. If you have trouble spots in your life, try this. Now, this is powerful. I don't quite know that I agree, 
or how to do this, but she said, try this. Annihilate them. Don't overthink it. List life's disappointments on a sticky note. The back of your electricity bill. The notes app on your phone. The biggies. Relationships that do not meet your needs. Loneliness. Unhealthy eating, drinking, or smoking. Lack of self-care. Destructive emotional or angry outbursts. Economic insecurity so insidious that you cannot sleep at night. These are big problems, confirms Professor Lubo. They seem very overwhelming. So really all one can do, at least initially, is to break them down into their components and take baby steps, or at least the first baby step. My footnote in here. When I wrote the book of um, Power of the Purse, I intentionally, at the end of every chapter, put in two or three baby steps that would help women who were trying to grasp some of maybe the more difficult concepts to do something towards achieving a goal relative to that chapter. Just so that it gave you a sense of confidence that you can take the baby steps and they start to accumulate and you and you gain confidence by doing some of those little things. That's exactly what she's saying here. So she said to put Lubo's advice into play, next to each problem on your list, jot down an action step you can achieve on your own within the next month. For instance, loneliness, ask three people to coffee, unhappy marriage, talk openly with your spouse about problems and find reputable resources, therapy and workshops that can help settle an unsettled marriage. And she puts in quotes, I'm sorry, in parentheses, if the union ends in divorce, at least you tried. Hate my job. Apply to three jobs I'd enjoy. Feel badly about how much I drink or eat. Join AA, Noom, or Weight Watchers. Often big problems require big fixes. And for the great whale problems, you must seek professional help. But sometimes the problems become amplified in your own mind. And you can shrink them by taking action on the parts you can influence. The underlying message is taking risks and consistently cultivating gratitude will get you to a happier, more peaceful state of mind by next New Year's Day. Even if you cannot prevent your spouse from taking that next drink or shrink your waist or permanently hide the car keys from your elderly mother, even if your kids don't text you as often as you'd like, and then again in parentheses, Why is three times a day too much to ask? Be thankful for what you do have. You cannot control other people or circumstances, but you can change your own attitude and expectations. If you want to be happy, no one can stop you. On the off chance, that's great, on the off chance the National Silent Holiday thing never materializes, which it won't, here's a tip from... 
Avaristus Akwar, a Nigerian monk who has lived at the Abbey of Gethsemane in Trappist, Kentucky, since 2012. He explains how to create your own retreat. Human beings, irrespective of technological advances, seek their own hearts. This is only possible in quiet. Noise, chaos, and technology disturb the peace in your heart. Silence and solitude help you touch the universe. Seek a peaceful, loving environment and listen to the call of your own heart. And then the author says, as for me, I will heed the tips from professionals and listen to my own soul for what I need. My resolution is, this is, I have to read this four times. My resolution is not to resolve to do anything that will not last. She's got to find a better way to say that. (laughs) There's three negatives in there. My resolution is not to resolve to do anything that will not last. Okay. I resolve to be more open to life and love, to say yes more than no, to see quiet whenever I can find it, and to listen to what the quiet tells me. Ta-da! That's it. This woman wrote a book called The Naked Truth, which it says it explores femininity, aging, and sexuality after 50. And she's a New York Times bestselling author of a book called Crazy Love. So, a lot to think about there. Yeah, I'll say. Yeah, well, and and it's intentional. And it's, what what did you call it before? No, it's not intentional. It's mindful. Mindful. Mindfulness. That's the thing. Yes. And, yep. you know, we need to, we stay better that way, you know, we just do. So, um, stay in a better state, I think, when you pay more attention to what's going on. And, and anyone, you know, everything you read, everybody, we've talked about this in the past, it's, it's, being in the moment, living and being, because how much we do, we're not focused on what we're doing. I mean, didn't you ever meet somebody who you just think, oh, my God, they are so, so not in the moment. Like they're, they're, it's, it's like they're not really focused on what's going on. And it's not just like everybody would have an occasional time where that could be. But I know yeah. I people who every time I see them, in a setting, a work setting, a social set, they always look or seem to be in another world. And I don't mean in a, just they just aren't focused on at the present. They're not taking it in. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's where I think we have to all focus a little bit more, to stay present, to experience what you're yep. going through. You know, my grandmother used to say, we, if we were going out, my, my mom's mom, Natalie, she would say, uh, "Let's go, let's go, so we can get back." <laughs> Which is funny. Talk about talk about not living in the moment. Like, okay, get through. Let's get through this. You know, and that's and, a great line. So, I love it. Go so we can get back. I still use it on purpose because that's what you <laughs> say. So I just think we we need to if we are a little more focused on that and enjoying what's happening, whatever that. Or, or taking in, because sometimes you clearly can't enjoy, but take in and, and be 
Be mindful. Be there. Be present with your emotion, with your thoughts, because really when you look back, those are going to be the things you, you hold most dear is to, to spend that time and pay yeah. attention. And you see things like look around and look at like she, you, you know, in the last time, look at the blue skies, look at the roses. There's a sign once that I read and, and may have said this before, but I love it. It was a sign that was somewhere and it said, come into my garden. I want my roses to meet you. Oh, and I nice. really, I really love that because most people say, come on to my garden. I want you to see my roses. And it, it, the opposite was, come into my garden, I want my roses to meet you. Yeah. And I think that that's cool because it's showing the beauty of that, but it's, it's, they want, they're hoping that their roses can be introduced to the person they're bringing in. Well, how meaningful and mindful is that? I just love that line. So I think... Yep. We need to spend that time. Pay attention. I always look at that. My friend Marcy used to tell me all the time, you, you, you always have a sense of wonder. Like she'll say, you look out at the squirrels and you say, oh, Marcy, look what they're doing. Look. And she said, most people wouldn't even pay attention to that stuff. But I do because I told you, I'm sitting in my, on my back deck. It's like a menagerie out there. So all of the bugs and the bees and the birds and the, everything around and the flowers coming up and poking their little heads up. I love all of that. And those are things, they're simple little things, but they're a way of paying attention and being present with what you're doing right then and there instead of just taking it all for granted. Look yep. at it. Be thoughtful. Be thought-provoking. All those kind of things. So mm -hmm. anyway, that's our lesson <clears throat> for the day, Liz. Okay. A good one. Stop and smell the roses. <laughs> I'm into my garden, Lynn. I want my roses. Uh, I'd love there to meet go. them. There you go. All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for listening. We will see you next week. Have a great weekend. Be safe and please be nice. Bye. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.